0: Welcome to another episode of the Hoop Talk podcast by fans for fans. I'm Ryan. There's my guy Jalen.
1: What's up, everybody?
0: This podcast is where we discuss all things basketball, so expect a lot of hot takes, debates, and a true display of basketball knowledge. Let's get right into it. Our topic today is our WNBA semifinal predictions. So we found out last night that the Minnesota Lynx defeated the Phoenix Mercury and the Connecticut Sun defeated the Los Angeles Sparks. So the Sun and the Lynx are moving on to the semifinals. The first matchup we're going to look at is the Connecticut Sun taking on the Las Vegas Aces, the seventh seed versus the one seed. Now, Jalen, can you tell me how Connecticut was able to make it this far considering they pretty much upset the Lynx and they just, Obliterated the LA Sparks last night.
1: So I think the I think the easiest way to say it is like I mentioned in the last episode, it's the defense. That is what's carried them throughout the regular season after their bad start, their their struggling start to the season coming into the, the wobble, the women's bubble, and everything like that. And honestly, their defense has been something that they've leaned on heavily. I think it showed in that game against the Sparks. Hey, the, the Sparks were supposed to be feeling good entering that game. They were the ones with an extra day or two's worth of rest. They were the ones that already had a leg up in the season series against the uh, Connecticut Sun. They were the ones that had something to prove coming off of last postseason where they were eliminated by the by Connecticut in the semifinal round. This was their chance to get back to the semifinal round and right the wrongs of last year. Instead. The Connecticut Sun, they locked up. They had five players in double figures with uh, Thomas leading with 19 points. On the other end, the only person who showed up for the Sparks was Candace Parker, who had 22 points. Other than that, next highest scores, Sykes with eight, Inigwe with eight. I mean, it's it's just not – it just shows you with the dynamic scores that the L.A. Sparks have. To only put up 59 points in the game – should tell you everything you need to know about the Connecticut Suns' defense. And I think that's something that we need to keep an eye out on because although we were looking for the good old revenge upset, Connecticut's defense has carried them this far. It's it's what helped them last year in terms of making their um, WNBA finals push uh, to get that matchup against the Mystics. And that's that's what's got them – right now lined up against the Las Vegas Aces who are no joke offensively. So they're going to have to bring their A game on defense again if they want to be able to make this a tough series on uh, on Vegas.
0: Yeah, I think Jalen texted me uh, in the first quarter of the Sparks-Sun game last night and said that the score was 22-8. And I almost couldn't believe it because this is the same LA Sparks team that has Candace Parker and Candace Gray putting up some great numbers. And you're right, Candace Parker really was the only the the only player for the Sparks that really had a good game. She put up 22 and 14 and was really able to shoot the ball well. And no one else on the Sparks really could shoot the ball well. And I give all the credit in the world to Connecticut's defense. But moving to the series now for Connecticut, the Sun against the, the Aces, I'm going to say this about both series we covered today. I don't think any of these series – are going to be sweeps. Um, I think specifically with the Sun and the Aces, these two teams have won some crucial games down the stretch of the season and into the playoffs. The Aces in the season defeated the Seattle Storm and the LA Sparks, the two and the three seeds, in the regular season to clinch the one seed. And then the Connecticut Sun in the playoffs and carrying the momentum for the regular season they go into the playoffs to go and beat the Sky and obliterate the Sparks. D'Wana Bonner in this game against the Sparks put up another double-double. And Alyssa Thomas, you mentioned, led the scoring with 19 points. Brianna Jones also had a great game. I think the problem with Connecticut, though, is that they're now going up against the newly crowned MVP of the league, Aja Wilson, who's averaging 20 points and 8.5 and rebounds, eight rebounds a game. I would say the Aces are coming in with the most momentum, considering that they have they had a couple days rest to get, to get everybody healthy. And I hate to doubt the Sun again, but I think in the series, I'm going to have to go with the Aces.
1: And honestly, I have to agree with you. Like you said beforehand, it's kind of dangerous counting the Suns out, considering that their their defense is elite and it's what's kept them, you know, pushing forward to make this postseason push as it was. But I think the the key phrase that you made was maintain momentum. Um, the Aces come in on a six-game winning streak coming into this postseason with extra rest. The question will be whether or not that rest slows down the momentum that they were gaining. Audra Wilson was she was an absolute – beast down to the point where their last regular season game as you mentioned was against the Seattle Storm where she had 23 points along with Hamby who also had 23 points to close that game out 86 to 84 and that's that's a pretty pretty big win for them a cloud nine-esque win to clinch the one seed with a with a victory like that The question will be whether or not that layoff will hurt them. I'm going to take the Aces in this series because in a best-of-five series, they have the talent to close out the series. I think with Connecticut, they play with a certain type of heart and a certain type of urgency that in a single elimination game, you cannot count them out because they're dangerous enough to be able to not only strike first but finish early. And that's what we saw in the game the other day. I think in a series against the Aces where they have supreme scores across the belt with someone, like you said, who is up for MVP in Aja Wilson being a dangerous threat down low for them. I just think that the Aces are a little bit more talented and in a best of five series, the situation changes where Con- Connecticut's it, uh, their attention to detail changes, the ability to kind of go for broke changes. Um, the way I see it now is almost interesting to look at it as the Connecticut Sun almost are kind of similar to the Portland Trailblazers of the NBA. They've now played two, you know, winner-go-home games. I would maybe even, maybe even a better uh a better analogy would be the Denver Nuggets and how many uh, winner-go-home games they've played this postseason with their backs against the wall. That's been Connecticut since about the midway point of this year's season. And these last two games, single elimination with everything you know at stake, they came up big. Now that things are relatively different and it's all about the better team winning, I think that the better team is the Aces. So I have to go with you and say that I think Las Vegas takes it. It's probably not going to be a quick series, but it's going to be one that's going to take a lot on the Aces in the clutch out because I don't think Connecticut's just going to go off easy.
0: I agree. I think that when you're talking about the greatest, the best team in the league right now with the Las Vegas Aces, they pretty much started in the middle of the pack and then slowly climbed up the standings in the WNBA. And now they're one of the best teams. And I love, I love how, how good this team has become, especially considering that they don't have Kelsey Plum. They don't have Liz Cambridge. Imagine if they get Kelsey Plum and Liz Cambridge back for next season, this is going to be a dangerous team moving forward. And I think with the Connecticut sun, they're definitely riding the momentum going in from the regular season to the postseason. I think it's just going to be a matter of how do you do it in a, best of five series moving on now to the other series the other playoff series going on the Minnesota Lynx and the Seattle Storm Minnesota like I mentioned earlier defeated Phoenix in a close game and Sylvia Fowles made her return last night for Minnesota so Jalen I gotta ask considering that Sylvia Fowles is now back for Minnesota what are where are their chances against Seattle
1: I have to be honest, I don't think this is going to be good for them at all because they had Sylvia Fowles in their first matchup against the Seattle Storm, and she had 15 points, good performance on her, but they lost 90-66 to in that matchup. That was their first matchup that they had. Later on in the season, they played again, and it was um, actually earlier this month. Once again, in a situation where um, the circumstances were relatively tight, fouls didn't play in the game, but the score, I don't think, would have changed significantly nonetheless. The score was 103 to 88. Basically, the Seattle Storm not only have the Lynx's number, but it almost doesn't even look close. Brianna Store had 18 points in both of those games, and we both know she can do more damage than that when the bright lights come on. So the fact that she only performed to that extent in two regular season matchups against the Lynx and their teams, they were able to blow out the Lynx in both matchups by at least 20 points. I think that the Lynx are in trouble because basically with or without fouls, the Seattle Storm have been able to not only hold them off, but completely manhandle them. So they should be concerned, extremely concerned, actually.
0: It's kind of crazy that last night um, Minnesota only played w- with seven players,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: they defeated Phoenix, who, yeah, they definitely did not have their full roster at hand, but I just – I wasn't expecting Phoenix to, to really not show up in certain cases. Skylar Diggins-Smith only had eight points. Shea Petty getting the star, only had three points. Um, Diana Taurasi put up a great performance, but I just I just think I would have kind of expected a little more contribution in the playoffs from Skylar Diggins Smith. Um, but Minnesota, I definitely have to credit them because they knew who to who to guard. They pretty much held Chape to three points, and they did a great def- and they they played some great defense in the series in the uh, in the game last night. Um, and I think it's going to be interesting going forward to see how they do against a juggernaut like Seattle, who has Brianna Stewart, who we've we've praised on this show as WNBA's version of Kevin Durant, Joel Lloyd, who's a great guard, Sue Bird, who's a legend in the WNBA. I think there's going to be there's a lot of different different components to this Seattle team that makes it that makes them really deadly in the playoffs. Um, I don't think I was really concerned when they lost to the Aces and they still end up still ended up uh, grabbing the two seed. I think Seattle definitely takes this series. Um, I definitely have to have to wonder how how well Crystal Dangerfield is going to play in this series. You know she had she had a pretty good game last night. And she just won Rookie of the Year as well. Um, Sylvia Fowles as well. How well is she going to play throughout this series? I do think that it's someone favors Minnesota that it's a best of five series instead of it being single elimination. But I think my my gut feeling is that Seattle definitely takes this series. And it makes for an interesting matchup if they play the Las Vegas Aces.
1: Yeah, I mean, honestly, you know, we've learned from the NBA that we don't want to count out the underdogs in a series in terms of being able to storm back. The Nuggets have proved us completely wrong in that aspect not once but now twice in these in this postseason alone so it's one of those things where we need to keep an eye on the Connecticut Sun and the Lynx because they do both have upset potential it's just that genuinely I believe that the Storm in particular taking on the Lynx is just a more well-rounded more talented team that's a lot more dangerous. And over the course of a series where you already have the psychological edge to a certain extent against a team that you've basically dominated so far this year, honestly, I think that this would be one of the series where I think the Lynx wish they could get it in a single game because in single game, all you have to do is be greater than that team for one night. And I think that would be something that could favor them. But when you have to take on this team, between three and five times in order to close out the series, I just don't think that they have the kind of firepower to hang. So, I mean, in terms of them facing off um, against each other, along with the Aces taking on um, Connecticut, I really just think that I think we're we're due for some heavy hitters come finals time because although upset alert is something that we love to keep our eyes on, The big titans in the WNBA right now look extremely dangerous, look very poised, and if their rest helps rather than hurts, then they're two teams that I don't think anybody would want to see this year, next year, moving forward, because they only are building momentum pretty much.
0: So that's a good transition to our question of the day for our fans. Which matchup do you see as the most interesting semifinal matchup? Do you, uh, do you see the, um, the Lynx and the Storm as the most interesting matchup, or, you, do you, or do you see the Sun and the Aces as the most interesting matchup? This has been a great episode today on the Hoop Talk podcast. Of course, make sure when you subscribe to us on Apple, you rate us five stars. And, of course, subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast. We'll see you guys next episode. Peace.